The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good Thursday morning and welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station, WTJXFM 93.1, your NPR station here in the U.S. Virgin Islands with yours truly Neville James. One of my listeners were teasing me about my pronunciation of the letter R and I don't, uh, she said, I, I, I see you be stressing that Oh, I say yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Rakim fan. You know what I'm saying? So at any time, oh, and they were teasing me about the conversation I had with Walter Snell, and we're gonna call the weather service on it. Well, we're gonna take care of that today. Uh, get the weekend preview today, and not wait till tomorrow. Cause he heard me. I was I was speaking some of the raw um, local dialect, and then when my um, engineer told me, uh that uh, we got the weather service and like in the middle of a in the middle of me you know running my mouth I, I made a statement oh I gotta speak properly now so they were teasing me about the the, the vacillating from uh, local twang to Yankee you know what I mean but you know number one I'm a Yankee fan anybody <laughs> knows that and then uh, number two you know I was I was born in Harlem you know what I'm saying so ever so often the kid, the kid, gotta like reach back to 122nd, 127th and Madison, right? When I was, you know, born, and then when I went back, 122nd and Lexington with my godparents, Jimmy and Rosalind Griffith over there in Spanish Harlem. You know what I'm saying? So, I like to have a little fun with that. As a matter of fact, Raymond Williams, right? You know, he's the executive director. He's a PSC big shot, Board of Elections big shot. And uh, um, director of the lottery system, um, his his better half. Uh, she she keeps asking me, "Why you got to roll the R like that?" Just having fun, you know what I'm saying? Seriously, big Rakim fan from 1987, so it's like that. <clears throat> anyway, um, got a great show today. I want number two. We're gonna be talking um, Alzheimer's. We're gonna be speaking with um, some. Some principles associated with that. Uh, Zoe Zimmer hooked me up. Ryan Geluck or Geluck, president of the Virgin Islands um, Alzheimer Association, is a former BVI perspective. And Lewis Atherton, uh, policy and communications manager at Alzheimer's Disease International. All right, so we've been talking about that and dementia uh, here in the region, uh, in the region, and all that. And then, uh, then after we do our thing here in the first segment at eight twenty. Um, you're going to talk to national politics, got some things going on. Um, more documents found now at the former vice president, Mike Pence and Nara and, and committee, committee assignments as well. Uh, that's, that's creating a problem. And of course, George Santos situation. So we're going to talk a little politics with Tony Dwayne Henry and, um, possibly, um, Donald Duck school. We got the weather service answer. Um, good morning to the weather service. How are you? Fine, you? Good, how are you? Who am I speaking with? Uh, Carlos Anselmi. Carlos Anselmi, happy new year, man. 
you too, and yeah, man, happy Merry Christmas, Three Kings Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's going to be February next week, man. Enero se acabó. Así es. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How how was the octavitas? It went well. Ah, we're we're, we're great. We're yeah. nice, uh, you know. I spend some time with my family, quality time with them. Mm -hmm. So, and here in Puerto Rico, we had the the San Sebastian. San Sebastian, yeah. Around the islands, yeah. a, a lot of small towns here are creating like kind of similar festivals. Yeah, just to commemorate yeah. the San Sebastian and the end of the Christmas time here. Mm -hmm. No, no, you know I, I'm I'm learning. You know, uh, every, every day I come on the show, I try to learn something. So, yeah. <laughs> and I learned about the octavitas, right? Which is what, like 14 days? It's four, 14 days after Christmas. After, after the uh, after, after a week, like a week after um, Three Kings Day, right? Yeah, the Three Kings Day. Yeah. The Three Kings Day, and and so you got festivals. Let me ask this question: You live in Puerto Rico all your life? Yes, yes. What is it about um, Puerto Rico where you guys like the festival thing? You like to pull out the drums and and have fun, even throughout the year. It's not just of certain parts of the year; throughout the year. Bombazos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is 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 yes? It's like a, it's like an African. Uh, festivity or, yeah. or music that we have here. Um, ca um, ca Carlos, Carlos, it's not it's not like African. It is African. It's African. Yes, my bad, my yeah. bad for that. Yeah. It's our culture. You know, it's part of my of my roots. Yes. So although, uh, you know, we we have like a, a celebrity where you have like a circle of drums. Mm -hmm. And then you can uh, dance and follow the primo, which is one of the is one of the drums or the name of one of the drums yeah. that has the rhythm of the music. So as uh, and the dancer uh, follow and move yeah. according to the primo, and the primo follow the dancer. So it's kind of a, a, a special relationship between you, yourself and and the music and the drums. Yeah, it's, it's a cultural thing, like, bam, 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 all that good stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> now, no, I had a friend of mine, because, you know, I like I like salsa music, and I like merengue, I like merengue. and, and, and uh, he was like a godfather to me. I call, uh, his name's Ed Milligan, and, and uh, we play, we play, um, we play uh, salsa music um, at, at a spot that we hang out at, And ah, right. I, so he told me because he knows I like it, you know. So I was playing um, um, Yoraras, right? The uh, what? Yoraras. Jo ah, Yoraras. Yoraras. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, he, and, but he, but he's from Venezuela, though, right? Uh, Oscar de Leon, right? He's a bro. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Venezuela, and I like to play. He's Venezuelan, but yeah. he's kind. We we adopt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He spent he spent a lot of years in Puerto Rico, right? Yes, yes. And uh, right. I also play uh, Tito Puente. And then we uh, play, uh, we play uh, El Gran Combo. So, uh, so, so Ed was telling me, right? Ed Millick is like my godfather. He said, you know, Neville, even though you're hearing um, um, <clears throat> Hispanic, you're hearing Spanish, Spanish lyrics, that's really African music. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he said he okay. said the roots for for all of that Latin music comes from Africa. You know, yeah. uh, so so like, and, and I'm a big Gran Combo fan, and you know, one of their best songs ever is Timbalero. Right, ah, and you know, Timbalero is one of the greatest songs that ever came out of Puerto Rico, right? Yep, yep. and they play, and the, they play the timbales and all the different drums and all that stuff, good music. So, uh, I know, uh, in uh, with salsa and Latin music, it's a lot of trumpets, 
They play a lot yeah. of a lot of horn section, but they love the percussion. They love the drums, man. And uh, <laughs> it, so I'm not, you know. So when you say the, the lead, the lead, the lead uh, drummer is the, is the uh, lead conga man is the primo. El primo, but that's in with bomba. That's with bomba, yeah. So bomba. That's with bomba, correct. Yeah. You, you got Because salsa, you merengue, a... and bomba. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> bomba and plena. Too. And plena, yeah. You got plena yeah. as well. Wow. <laughs> wow. So the so the lead one is the primo. The primo. The primo. Oh, see, I learned something. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Okay. No, check this out. Um, let's talk weather because that's what you're really good at. But you, you're good at everything, but let's talk weather. Um, I'm starting to see it's getting a little dry, Carlos. Yes, uh, finally. Yeah. The, the dry season is here. It's here, yeah. <laughs> because I've been raining a lot uh, since uh, since last year was a very... Uh, active rain event we had in Puerto Rico, although we had also a uh, uh, drought in the Virgin Islands. Yeah. Uh, but in, in general, uh, the Virgin Islands last year, uh, we estimate that the, uh, the rainfall accumulations in St. Croix range between 50, let me see, between 30 to 60 inches in the west corner. Across the entire year, the amount of rainfall that fall over the okay, island. Okay, 30, 30 to 60 inches for the entire yes. year. In St. Croix in and Croix, yeah. in, in St. Thomas, between 30 and 50. And then in St. John, John yeah. between 30 and, and 40. Okay. But that was for the entire year. For the entire year, so. Yes. Ah, man, I'm, I'm glad you called because you know I like my statistics. So you're saying... <laughs> In St. Croix for 2022, right? Just 2022. Yeah. You can see the the we post something in our webpage. In the webpage, okay. Like okay. 17 years, 17 hours ago. Oh, oh okay. Also, oh, you just say if you go to NWS San Juan, yeah, you will see the the post is both in Spanish and English. Mm -hmm. And in there, you will see in terms of rainfall for 2022 was an exceptional year, exceptional year in the first figure, and then we explain the figures, and then you will see the annual report below, below oh, man. that. Man, I you like can this, go man. there, and any, anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about the rainfalls and the climatology of 2022, it, there is the report. Oh, <clears throat> wow, wow, I like, I like this. So, um, you got the, you got the, the, the annual report, the annual rain accumulation report, For St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John, right? Yes, yes. In there we, we cover Puerto Rico, St. Thomas, and St. Thomas, St. John. What, what was the number for Puerto Rico? It had to be like 80, 90. Uh, let me see. Between In Puerto Rico, yeah. in, in the area of El Yunque, more than 150. Wow. Inches. That was in the Yunque area, or La Sierra de Luquillo. Yeah. And then in the eastern part, part, sections of the island, We received up to 150 inches. Mm -mm. That was in southeast, and the that's, interior. That's um, that's that's Fajardo and Umacao, right? Yes, in that area, close to to Macau. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And between in the interior and western section, we had uh, between 90 and 125. Okay, that's um, that's like um, south central. That's Ponce. Right? Uh, it's north of Ponce, like Ajuntas, Ajuntas, Ajuntas okay, yeah. that area. Ajuja. Ajuja, yes. Ajuja, yeah, okay. 
all the way to Mayagüez and then the southwest corner of the island where is the, the like the desert of Puerto Rico, let's say. <laughs> let's yeah. call it. San Germán. Around 30 inches of rain. That's San Germán? No, it, that's uh, Guanica. Oh, Guanica. You know, okay, Guanica. The, yeah. the dry forest in yeah. Guanica. Okay, Guanica. Okay. Guanica okay. and also the wet, the northwest quadrant receive around four, 50 inches. Okay, so Agu Aguadilla, that's the northwest corner. Yes, uh, Isabel, Aguadilla, that area, the north northern part. And how many inches they got? 30, 40? Uh, between 40 and 50. Between 40 and 50. Wow, you had a you had a, a big heavy rain accumulation here in Puerto Rico last year. Yes, and and the most of the the let's let's see sorry the the, the area were received or the amounts that the higher amounts fall during during I the tropical storm I forgot the name. Uh, the tropical storm that we that affect us last year was yeah. uh, Fiona. Yeah. During Fiona, we received uh, those rainfall amounts and also the three waves that came after Fiona. You re I don't know if you remember. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You had heavy rain in um, like late October, early November. Was very active. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. What what are we looking at for this weekend? For this weekend, we are expecting breezy conditions. The winds will continue from the east northeast. So when I say breezy, I'm I'm talking between 15 and 25 miles per hour winds uh, will will affect the islands. So that will bring from time to time some patches of clouds. Although we are expecting a mixture of sunshine or clear skies during the night, uh, the winds will bring from time to time a few clouds, and those clouds could produce a slight rain, like this morning in the northern section of the islands. And then for Friday, for tomorrow, there is like the remnants of a old frontal boundary. Uh, yeah, 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 the one that was the, the cold front, right? Yes, yeah. the remnants of that cold front will bring an increase in showers. So those showers that I'm talking about will be more frequent tomorrow. Uh, but after that, drier again for the weekend, Saturday. And on Sunday, there is another patch of uh, another frontal system. But So that's the pattern that we are expecting. Dry conditions with the arrival of a few showers from time to time, but some, on Friday and Sunday, the uh, the frequency of those showers will be more more fast or more frequent. My bad, <laughs> more mm -hmm. frequent. No, that's okay. That's okay. Those. That's more frequent. Yeah. yeah. Now, so what about our boaters and our beachgoers? Yes, we uh, uh, boaters sh uh, should exercise caution uh, because we have choppy seas uh, around four and six feet across the local waters. And those exposed waters or the areas that don't have any coral reef or protected uh, features will experiment choppy seas uh, between four and six feet and winds between 15 and 20 knots. Okay. So they should be very cautious. Yeah. Yes. And in terms of rip currents, we are expecting a moderate risk of rip currents for today. And then for the weekend, as the conditions uh, or the winds increase uh, for tomorrow night, uh, 
No, tomorrow morning we have a high risk of rip currents for the northern islands. And then for, I think, for early next week, for Sunday, we have a risk for a high risk of rip currents for St. Croix. That's for the, that's for um, during the weekend or the early part of next week? This this weekend. This weekend. On Sunday. On, on Sunday. Sunday. Okay. On Sunday okay. is St. Croix. And tomorrow is uh, the Northern Islands, uh, St. Thomas and St. John. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, high risk of rip current tomorrow for St. Thomas and St. John, and then Sunday for St. Croix. Correct. Okay, okay. This is awesome. This is awesome. I mean, so when I say course, awesome. Course, I mean, exercise caution across the islands. Enjoy, but with caution. You no, know, when I mean awesome, I mean the fact that you're making this information available for us so those who are listening, they could be aware because a lot of people like to go to the beach, you know, because that's one of yeah. the one of the benefits we have living here in the region. Carlos Anselmi, thank you very much. My great discussion this morning. You taught me something. Oh, I learned something. A pleasure. Professor Anselmi de, de, de Puerto Rico, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. You got it. You got it. That's uh, Carlos Anselmi, uh, one of the good guys, man. You know, hey, the, you know, that quality content, and I know the audience really like it, you know. You know, you know. I ain't got to tell me, but I know I you like you know, all that stuff. So we learn, right? That when they're playing that bomba music, right? That bam, 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 whatever. They're calling and all that stuff. Even my DJ, he liked that too. You know? He's originally from Dominica. They do that thing now with the Creole Festival. Down there too. They'll be uh, acting up. You check what I'm saying? And uh, all that good stuff. The Primo. That's the main, that's the main uh, conga man for the, for the bomba. The Primo. The cause. You check? So we are good. Check this out. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, Dwayne Henry. And hopefully, uh, Donald Duck School, Merrick, Merrick Garland, friend. The MG, the AG, he partner, um, Duck School. Because uh, we got a lot of things to talk about going on in the mainland up there as well. Okay, so we take a break. Be back right after this. of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langford is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... Join on the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green... Morning edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1. Have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. 
These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. this let me do some housekeeping here um in the first segment we know we did the weekend preview for the weather today uh, we don't violent we don't kind of i gotta rotate that maybe at thursday or friday depending on what we got so knock it off today so okay keep our beach goers keep an eye out st thomas st john tomorrow and on st croix on <coughs> sunday okay um not so good data from the um, popping the health uh, with COVID numbers still dealing with the uptick here on St. Croix had a sample of 386 of which 346 uh, were negative and 40 were positive so that's over 10% um, let me do that now 40 divided into 386 10.36% okay and, you know around 10% is it's pretty pretty expected and pretty common this time of year because of the congregating. So we're waiting for that for that bend. You check? To bend back uh, towards a more flatter number. Right? And we got two hundred and seventy five actives in the territory right now, of which two hundred and twenty six are on Saint Croix, forty eight are on Saint Thomas and Saint John holding things down at one active. Okay? And of the forty positives yesterday. Um, 80% were on St. Croix, 32, and 20% were on St. Thomas, 8, none from St. John. Uh, nationally, 12%, that's a positivity rate, right? Average, 46,920 actives, right? Um, hospitalizations coming down at 35,232. Uh, and um, average deaths, though, 548. That's a big number. Had a bad weekend. Uh, ICU patients are at 4,512. I'm looking at that peak number because I see hospitalizations at 35,000. But at one point, that number was up to 47,000 back on the 10th, two weeks ago, just over two weeks ago because today is the 26th. You check. So now we at 35,000, uh, 222 from 47,191. Right? So... That's that's a pretty good reduction in hospitalizations. Those are the key metrics that we look at, you know, to let us know what's going on. Twelve uh, percent, you know, we had went down as far as eleven percent for one day, but back to twelve now. But we're looking at the other indices, and we're all in the negative numbers for uh, fourteen day tracks. Okay, so we're gonna keep an eye on that as well. Um, yesterday, I was watching um, the, the numbers on Wall Street. They were down over three hundred points at one time, but it closed at plus nine point eight eight, you know, flat for the day at three one-hundredths of a percent. And to reflect that, the flatness of yesterday's activity of the 30 blue chip stocks, uh, 15 saw gains and 15 saw losses. You're 
Nasdaq just under one fifth of a percent at 0.18 percent. S&P plus 0.02 percent, and Russell 2000 at a quarter of a percent uh, uh, in the red. So uh, that's pretty much uh, where we got. There we got uh, Dwayne Henry. Line up yet? Um, uh, via Airlink, the man might be coming out via Airlink as well. So check that there uh, to see what's going on there. Um, because we got a couple of things I want to talk about, which is interesting, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I also asked uh, Doc Cole uh, if he could uh, join in the dance uh, as well. Because uh, I got a text message, let me see. Um, because, um, okay, yeah, Dwayne said he did on the link. So if we could uh, hook that up. Uh, good morning, Attorney Henry, how are you? Hold on there. Working on some, some technical stuff. Let's see if you unmute uh, or, or turn up or bring up your volume. Can we recognize you? Um, engineer done, give me the thumbs up. We know you're there. And so uh, see if we could uh, make that a walk. Let's check. There's a number of things I want to talk about um, that's just inexplicable in 2023. Now, you know, back in August, uh, and um, uh, whenever you're there, just, just talk so we, we, could, we could hear you. Uh, back in August, uh, the uh, Department of Justice uh the FBI um they executed a warrant a search warrant of course you know from former president trump referred to it as a raid on his uh, mar-a-lago property and it had to do with documents that they um nara the national archives had uh acts of the president uh, to return uh to them um Okay, okay, there we go. Yeah. Good morning, Attorney Henry. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. There we go. There we go. There we go. We're doing good then now. And Doc School, Doc School, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. We're good now. We're good. We're good. I like that. Okay. I like that. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing well. Good. That's what I'm doing well. Uh, uh, Neville, while while you were there talking your Spanish with your partner from Puerto Rico, I remember in my football days when we used to play ball in Puerto Rico and we go down to Umaco. Umaco was, we used to call it the mud. And <laughs> down there always went. <laughs> we're going down in the mud. We're going down in the mud to play football. You have to extend your cliques when you go down in Umaco. And down there always went. Call it going to the mud. Uh, but, 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 but like, like I was saying, St. Thomas, check out the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Umakau. Yeah. Umakau looking at up to 150 inches of rain last year. Jeez, some bread. Um, the big number for the big number for the Virgin Islands in Saint Croix at 60. That's only 40 percent of that 150 top end number for Dongde. Saint Thomas was at 50. Saint John was at 40. Wow, 30 to 40, 30 to 50, and 30 to 60 respectively. Wow. That that was mm-hmm. interesting. So so I I used to go down my boat, right? Oh, I, no, we used to fly down. I used to fly down. We used to catch a bus. We used to catch a bus from the YM the YMCA down in down in Old San Juan. Yeah. And then drive all the way down to Macau. That's another hour, that's, drive, a, that's another hour and a half, two hour drive, right? Two hour drive, yeah. We be sleeping, getting rested, ready for them <laughs> man down there. But once you get there, brother. 
Action. Just mud. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get always mud. Always muddy. But we had a, you know, um, Dwayne oh. Henry. Dwayne Henry, yeah. you know, um, Cardo Graham for, for Lola, right? You know, Cardo. Yeah. That, that, was, that was his nickname. Mud. Mud, <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. wow. That, that's awesome. Um, so, so, by the way, um, it's a beautiful day on St. Croix. Um, Doc School. How was it on St. Thomas? It looked cloudy over there. Cloudy over. It's a little cloudy. The sun trying to peep through, but it's it have clouds overhang, especially in the east. I like that. See, um, um, Tony Henry. Um, mm. you see, Doc School. He's starting to that meteorologist thing coming out every night. He 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 don't tell he don't tell we he said overhang and he and he let me know what going on to the east and that kind of thing. You think it easy now? Analyze analyze this pull. Look now. We, we extract it. We extracting all the nerdiness out of a lot of people that analyze this, and I like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, gentlemen, I was talking about um, um, what what transpired beginning back in August with the with the um, with NARA. That's the National Archives, right? Um, yes. Asking for classified documents from the president. Um, I think it's safe to say no. Um, with the with the subsequent findings of documents. At both now, not just not just Uncle Joe, both former vice presidents, something going on that we need to that that, that they ain't making no sense, right? <laughs> and I'm gonna start with you, Attorney Henry. First of all, once a document is deemed classified, <laughs> the um, Nara, right? And uh, I want to make sure for those for those who are listening, because you know we are. We like to, we'll do to uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Break it down. Tell, tell them the acronym. Tell them. It's the National Archives and Records Administration. Thank you very much, sir. Right? They, 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 my, my question to you is, once it's classified, at what point should that classification be logged in in their database so they know every classified document and should know its whereabouts? Um, mm -hmm. Because what we see now is an embarrassment. I'm sorry. Absolutely. The system is absolutely broke. This is the whole thing. Classification doesn't fall under the National Records and um, the, the NARA, Archives and Records Administration. It's actually a function of the Department of Defense. Okay. Um, the, um, you know, the, the, your, 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 your clearances are given... Um, your clearances are given through the Department of Defense. They do the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, grants you clearances and stuff based on that. Um, now, once you start, so how the, a document is handled is based on um, some rules and regulations sent down from DIA and, and other agencies, mainly DIA. Now it's probably all co um, co um, coalescing to. Um, the national, what they call the, um, the, 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 the the national directorate of intelligence, NDI. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, these are for intelligence agencies. It's probably under his his uh, thing now, I'm not sure. But once you know how certain things are handled certain ways, you have um, secret is generally the lowest classification. And secret just means, now the, the number one thing with, with documents is that for all documents, regardless of classification, you have to have the authority to see the document, and you also have to have a need to know. So even though you could have the clearance, 
it may not concern you. And so it, it would be illegal for you to handle a document that you don't have the authority to think. The problem, what I think is going on here, and I said this, I think the last time we spoke there, because um, I gave the example, when I was in the army, and every time you move, they always tell you, don't touch anything, the movers are gonna box everything up. Now, these are presidents and vice presidents. Obviously, they're not the ones going through this stuff. So they have people who are sorting through these documents, and these people apparently are failing, they're doing a sloppy job, whatever the case may be. But if these people are handling uh, classified documents, and, and they're doing such a sloppy job, we need to know what's, um, you know, we need to know what the, um, you, know, you, know, you know, like who these people are and, and get them out of there. Because to me, it's a, it's human error. I don't think it's so much systemic because, you know, they pack up, you know, they, they, people should be, you know, if you just have the, the secretary doing it, he or she probably doesn't realize the importance of a specific document. So the people they have sought through their documents, and, and then another thing is the handling of the document within the, the, the agency is if, the, you know, do they, um, are they doing the, um, the, the thing? Um, the, are they sorting these documents and keeping classified documents in one place? That way it doesn't get commingled with other documents? I don't know. Well, well, all I know is um, if these are official documents, right, mm -hmm. which, is, which is what they are, right, mm -hmm. um, there has to be some record keeping, right, mm -hmm. of all official documents, right? Yeah. And, and, and nobody serving ad infinitum, right? There is an end date, right? There's an right. end date for when your term is going to be over, right? Mm -hmm. So there should be some, and, and, and that's the reason why there's a 60 and 70 day Right, Win window between the election and when you're handing over the keys to your successor, right? And and there's more than enough time for 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 us or for us as a country to make sure that all the documentation we got is collected. And this don't make any sense to me at all. What we hearing now after the fact, you check? That's what that's what I'm saying, and you're completely right. If but it goes back to if the particular agency was handling the documents properly to begin with, they shouldn't have a problem at the end of the term. So, for instance, the vice president's office, right? If they were making sure that that all these classified documents are kept in one place, then they, they, then it would be um, difficult for, for the, a document to end up being sorted in something else. You see what I'm saying? And then, on top of it, even if they kept it like that, you can't just rest on your laurels. You have to do a, a thorough search before you turn over the, and go through everything. Every single, you got 60 days, like you said, every single thing has to be um, gone through and determine that, hey, um, this is, oh, oops, we found one. And, you know, all that, this oops, we found it, should have happened during the transition. The transition. Like, you know, like, oops, we found something, let's pull it out, put it over here. You now, know, that kind of now, 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 Docs, Docs, you, you, you have... You you have uh, studied political science. Uh, what are we going through now in Amer in America? To me, I mean, what 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 happened now? Every two weeks, we're finding an, a new revelation of somebody having classified documents. What can, at at the highest levels like this, they don't make it. This don't make any sense, docs. That's to show how bad it is. Well, the, the thing about it is, uh, I think Attorney Henry hit it on the head. Neville, you know, you and I serve in the legislature, correct? Correct. And when we when I left. You know, all my files I just put in a box. Yeah. I put in a box and I go with. 
So the staff within the office that is supposed to be dealing with the classical element didn't separate out what is classified file. And they got caught up and were sent home or wherever the storage facility was that they got, they got in there. The, the thing is, for me, there is a difference between what I'm seeing with Pence and, and Biden is that, yes, they were found. Whether they knew they were there or not, they were found. But with, with Trump, uh, they knew it, and he refused to return them back. Yeah, that, that's, the, so, that's the distinction between Trump and the, other, and, the, and, the, and the two former vice presidents, one of which is a president now. Turn down the volume there, Doc, so you can hear the echo in the background. Um, yeah, I got it. Yeah, be, be, because, because when... Uh, when the issue came up, and we're going to a break now, when the issue came up with former President Trump, he was saying, well, I declassified them in my head, so that means I could keep them. They ain't classified yeah. no more, right? And what they, what they were telling them was, well, you ain't let nobody know that you do that. And as, as a result, we deem them classified, right? And that's what created that problem. Now, what we're going to do is take a break. We're going to wrap up this particular topic, and then we can talk about committee assignments because we got a problem where... We have Republicans now who are questioning what the Republicans doing with committee assignments, and I sent both of you um, that article there as well uh, to look over. We'll be back right after this. nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. 
we're back here on uh, analyze this, and we're talking about this confusion that we're dealing with now with respect to classified documents. And um, now we're going to talk about the political fallout with Attorney Dwayne Henry and um, uh, Donald Duck School, former Senator, Majority Leader uh, in the, the legislature. I believe it was uh, he served in the 23rd, 24th, and 30th. Correct? Duck School? Okay. 23rd, 24th, and 30th. Yes, 23rd, 24th, and 30th, yeah. Okay, that's your that's your power ball number. Then we got three so far. We need two more. We go solve two more terms. <laughs> solve two more terms and then we go to go. Um uh so 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 uh Docs, let me start with you. Um this is a back and forth now, right? When they went after Trump, um the question is see, see we're telling you this man when he be in there, he do what he wants. He take the document them, and he know, and 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 then, uh, so we don't know who he might have sell security information to, and all that stuff to our enemies, right? Then it shifts back to Biden, right? So now, so now the political talk is, you see what I mean? They were they, were, they want to kill Trump when Uncle Joe or Sleepy Joe had documents that he never turned over, neither got him in the garage. So the Republican, the Republican, them now making him, and then now. Um, Pence, who like to act like he's absolutely perfect, you know, you know what I'm saying? When he when yeah. when, you, when you talk to he, you know, he a choir boy, right? And they had they had to pull back up um, interviews where he was telling them on CNN back in the day. I have no documents whatsoever, and what he said and what going on now. The, at the end of the day, this and this goes back to the question I asked after we had these mass shootings in in um in East Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas, back in May and early June, right? We looking uncivilized on this side of the wall, man. Doc's cool. This is bad. I don't care how you slice it we, or, 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 what, or what political affiliation you got. It looks like we're totally, you know, helter-skelter and, and unorganized. We are, we are looking like that throughout the world. Neville, I was listening to uh, BBC, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the BBC was... Uh, carrying this thing and Harry and Megan, Harry and, and his wife, and how reporters over in America, you know, are so caught up with Harry and his wife and his book and all of that, when what they should be caught up with is the storming of the Capitol on January 6th, because that democracy over there is in, is in peril, mm-hmm. you know? Is in peril, and they're worried about Harry and Megan <laughs> and... They yeah. should be worried about their democracy and their leadership and those who are elected to carry out the the functions of democracy. And that's what they should be focusing on. So the, around the world, they're looking at us in terms of how we are supposed to be the the light on the hill, as uh, Kennedy said, right? That city on the hill. But we are not. Our light is dim, and it is problematic. Uh, the thing for me, you know, I... I'm looking at Mary Garland Neville and, and attorney, attorney Dwayne Henry. The fact that now we found these classified documents in the, in the hands of the two vice, former vice presidents, how does that, when you juxtapose that with Trump now, how are they moving? How are they going to be charged? And attorney, attorney Dwayne Henry have the legal knowledge in this in terms of are we going to charge Trump and what are we going to charge him for? And are we going to charge the, the, the two uh, vice presidents, former vice presidents? And what are we going to charge them for? Because just the 
having the classified documents in your hands or in your possession I deems to be illegal. And that's mm. the problem we're having. No, so no, no, I, no, no. I, I, I'll yield to the attorney. No, no, that's, that's a good question. And, and, and counselor, I, I know right out on its face, right? On the surface, the distinction is one one is saying the documents belong to me. I, I don't have to get them back. The other two, making them available upon uh, knowledge uh, of, of possession. What's the distinction there as it relates to how the attorney general goes forward? Okay, but the, the charging, the, the, the law, you know, everything has to go to the mens rea, which is intent. I know you like the little Latin, so I hit you with that. Eh? Okay. <laughs> That's what talking about. Yeah. Yeah, which is intent. Um, the law, you know, if you didn't intend, because you could accidentally take them things home, you know, and, then, and if that's the case, they're not going to charge you. Um, apparently, this is what's been, um, what happened in at least two of the cases we, you know, I would tend to believe both vice presidents that those are important. You have to question intent in Trump's case because Trump, rather than saying, oh, my bad accident, he said he actually knew he was taking them. And that he had the right to take them, even though even though he's erroneous in that thinking, he admitted to taking them, knowingly taking them. That's a chargeable offense. Now, of course, the political considerations, but you know, from absolutely. Well, but 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 the, the the question that Doc's asking, and I want to to buttress it some more, is this puts MG the AG in a very, you know, delicate deli- delicate position, That's right? What I'm saying political considerations because the one that he should charge that he actually has the evidence to charge is the one that's going to bring him the most headache and um <laughs> you know, it, you know you can, mm-hmm. let me uh, let, let me let me ask this question though um shouldn't we shouldn't also we be at the same time in a parallel move ask a question about nara and and fixing the problem because what? you know the next thing you know you're going to find out now that for all living pre- former presidents, and I think um, uh, we go as far back as when, as who Clinton, right? Yeah, right. Or, or, or Bush, Carter, Carter, Carter. Carter. Correct, Carter. correct, correct, correct. Carter and, and and Reagan and and Bush one have passed, right? Or Bush one is still alive? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so 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 yeah. we we gonna go back to seventy seven to eighty one with Carter now to ask if he got documents too. I mean, yeah. what what going on? It's more than that. It's not just the presidents. What about the chief of staffs and all these people? They have those documents. And if you think if, if, if the president, if a vice president or a president could could inadvertently or advertently walk away with these documents, why you think both staff? Uh-huh. This yeah. is a serious problem. Yeah, yeah. This ain't, this ain't limited to elected officials. You're right. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. If my boss got the document guaranteed, I have it too. Yep. Yeah, we, and we, don't forget, in the time I emails, I was joking with a former senator that I used to work for, and, this, and the person was saying, oh, well, I hope being a non-document, not I said, don't be too surprised, little, because if somebody emails you that was something, you know, a personal matter or something like that, that that's not a, you know, a classified document, but it's a sensitive document. It's also very personal records that, that is protected by the VI code, especially government employees. If you email somebody... Um, if, if you as a senator and I emailed you my um, termination document, which is a personal record, never, if I'd send it to you, yeah. and still got an email. You know, you, 
violation of the um, be, 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 the, this this whole thing this, this whole thing creates a legitimate question as it relates to um, structure and not just structure right responsibility right mm-hmm. at the end of the day everybody got a role to play right if a document is deemed classified that means that document has a special condition associated with it right mm-hmm. and at any time at any time the department of defense or somebody that if it's, if that document is related to national security would need to know where the, the, do you have that document in your possession and 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 if you have it make sure that it is not out there because it could undermine our national security mm-hmm. but there actually is a paper trail on these documents and at least when i handled them when i was in the army you had to sign for these documents and there's this chain of custody so they know who got them okay okay good let, uh-huh. let, 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 let we let, let we pivot to, to to something that going on uh on the mainland um we found out that uh kevin right speaker mccarthy from bakersfield california laying down the heavy hand adam schiff and uh swalwell eric swalwell from Cal- both of them from california just like he you know um they were removed after the <laughs> After the 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 the, 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 the high profile, uh, what's the what's that? Intel committee or or judiciary? Uh, they were both Intel and judiciary. Okay, and uh, so they were removed. And there's an article that I sent to both of you, where a Congress lady, I think her name is Starks or Sparks. Uh, hold on there. Um, Spark. Sp- Sparks, right? She from Idaho. Uh, Indiana. She from Indiana. Right? Yeah, yeah. Victoria Sparks, right, from Indiana. Right? Here's what she said. Right? She said, um, well, the article, I want to read the article so the public, this is on NBC News. Voicing opposition to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's plans to keep several Democratic committees off of key House committees, Democratic members off of key House committees, Representative Victoria Sparks. Republican from Indiana warned that the House is treading into anarchy. Mm-hmm. Quote, it has nothing to do with who is on the other side. We cannot have anarchy, Sparks said in an interview on Meet the Press Now. If we are going to be a constitutional republic, and if we Republicans say we aren't going to protect the rule of law, due process, and presumption of innocence, we cannot go and do the same thing right on the other side and then turn around and do exactly the same of what we criticize them for now i want to start with you ducks you've been complaining about this exact same thing that she's talking about where we heading towards anarchy right absolutely neville that's what it is these guys are anarchists right (laughs) and I'm, i'm happy to hear that and see that someone in their party is making these statements because those are very bold statement that she have made no that no she actually she she actually she actually you know look like she sung more like a leader than the the actual officers in the the republican party absolutely so what is happening this is what these guys were jockeying for and i you know that election have consequences a lot of times the voters who vote are not knowledgeable of what goes on in the formation and in the representation 
and what goes on in a Republican form of government, right? So they don't understand that these guys get in power, they can use that power to become destructive to the Constitution of, of, of America, the rule of law. And that is what is happening. I am seeing that, just want to bring this in, that Facebook wants to bring Trump back, right? Mm-hmm. And where Trump used that medium to plan his insurrection, coup, yeah, right, and his insurrection, and now he's coming back, which he's going to seeking to run for re-election for election in 2024, and this media is open up, and and we're handing over the the, the to an anarchist authority for them to go on and continue spreading their propaganda and spreading their their theories. And not only that, this b- is, basically, yeah. basically telling man to stand down and all yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but uh, the but wait for the signal and all that. Um, yeah. Attorney Henry, um, Sparks, right? Who and, and I'm reading this from NBC News. Who is from Ukraine and referenced her own experience living under a dictatorship, likened the current trajectory of House leadership to that of dictatorship, and she was quoted as saying, "This is an erosion of values of our republic." We uh-huh. will become like a dictatorship, and we will become no different than a lot of other countries. This is an indictment um, of, of, of gargantuan proportions, internal uh-huh. indictment on the Republican side. Uh-huh. Absolutely it is. Um, and, 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 and they should be worried because she has lived under dictatorships and 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 under authoritarian rule and you know we really have to it's, it, 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 a lot of times people come from these co- other countries that uh, under authoritarian rules and some of them embrace it and and bring the nonsense here and and then but then you have people like victoria sparks who um warn us of the dangers of this type of behavior and we should listen to those people you know um Zolaf Grin, I, I reference a quote from her from back in 98, and she said, power is best defined through its exercise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Docs, you and I solve in an elected capacity. Um, just because you're elected, that don't mean that you're more powerful than people and all that stuff, you know. And, no. and, and, and we need to be very careful as a country. And I, I mentioned this, you know, after those mass shootings, and the mass shootings continue, Right. We like to brag about being civilized more so than anybody else. Want to be monitoring people's elections and all that stuff. And look at us now. We have mm-hmm. really regressed as a country. And both sides are now. This ain't just Republican, yeah. right? This is this is both sides. And at some mm-hmm. point, right, um, Docs, that third party, be careful, you know. Be careful, mind, not, or, or not, not the third party. Well, it's a third party, but ain't officially a party. The unaffiliated, right. the unaffiliated voters are going mm-hmm. to say we had enough, and they are going to be a bigger majority than we could have ever imagined in what is supposed to be a two-party system. Seriously. Well, Neville, that's, that's exactly where I was going to go when I, I got the flow again. Is How are we going to, America going to handle this autocracy move and the, and, and the Congress of the, and the laws of the United States? Is it through this group of individuals who are not a part of the party system and how are, how are we going to get that power to eradicate these individuals who have sought office or are in office 
how are we going to deal with them? And that's the question that, that's that, the question. that we have to ask now. Are we gonna, how are we going to ask? We, we, and we, in we, the middle where that, that, that number is, is where the work has to be done. And we, they have to be enlightened. Hey, listen. We, oh, oh, hold, on, right. hold, hold on there. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. we come back to you. And then we go, we go, I'm going to excuse both of you. We'll be back right after mm-hmm. this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. 